0: I, I'll yeah. call it supper if I'm being like purposefully over dramatic and Wait, kind of my, my dad says supper
1: but he's also from like Saskatchewan and they have their own kind of thing going on. Um I just call it din dins myself. Mature word to use for something to eat foods.
2: I mean, if Anna had said "dindins," it would fit with like how infantilized a character she is. Honestly, I, I really hate that concept. Katie, waitie, then I need to study no. for my exams. You that stop was, like, that. was halfway between a hello voice and me trying to do the Adam Sandler voice, and I really hated every second of speaking when I was doing that. That was the worst thing you've
0: again. ever
1: done. That
0: Katie, was- lady can you come put on my footsie pajamas for me afterwards?
1: I want this line of thinking to end now. (laughs) All right, we're almost done with this section of the chapter. Do we want to
0: switch when we do the next page break? Or sure, I'm I'm cool with that. Um, I am restless that night, tossing and turning, dreaming of smoky gray eyes, coveralls, long legs, long fingers, and dark, dark, unexplored places. This, this dream sounds like a Lovecraftian nightmare, just the the coveralls, long legs, long fingers, dark unexplored places, none of that's sexy.
1: No. And I, no, that, I hate this that, stuff. That
2: is like being <laughs> locked in a dark basement or a shipping container by a murderer. Oh.
0: I was thinking the exact same thing there's just a single light swinging back and forth behind him as he approaches oh god he's got a christian gray he's got a crowbar in his hand i don't like where this is going uh, i up like not- twice in the night my heart pounding oh i'm going to look just great tomorrow with so little sleep i scold myself i punch my pillow and try to settle
1: she's mad she's mad that this man is inducing this fear response in her this is meta on her. she's punching her pillow because she's like god damn it el james i don't want to fuck him <laughs>
0: yeah okay is that
1: the page break? that's, that's the page break there uh who
2: d- shall i take over then
1: oh Have yeah this, this has got car talk in it so i would prefer if you did it
2: the heathman is nestled in the downtown heart of portland It's impressive brownstone edifice was completed just in time for the crash of the late 1920s. The Eel James clearly just was on Wikipedia here. Jose, Travis, and I are traveling in my Beetle, and Kate is in her CLK, since we can't all fit in my car. Travis is Jose's friend and and gopher, here to help out with the lighting. Kate has managed to acquire the use of a room at the Heathman free of charge for the morning in exchange for a credit in the article.
1: What?! Why would they want a credit in a fucking student newspaper? Nobody who goes to that fucking university can afford to go to that hotel. Also, generally speaking, you don't call your friends also gophers. That's really not cool.
0: Like, I'll call myself a gopher. Like, if I was going to describe the job I do, I'm like, I'm kind of a gopher. Um, Oh, yeah. But I wouldn't call my best friend who works in... The government a gopher even though i'm sure there are people who would unkindly describe what she does as being a gopher i think if somebody's like oh yeah your friend's a gopher i'd be like i'm gonna fucking fight you how dare you like that's so insulting also yeah. travis was the name
1: of a former former supervisor of mine when i worked fast food he was kind of a cool guy i doubt we're gonna get much about travis in this but that's just who i'm picturing kind of a long-haired nerdy guy
2: uh, yeah, I'm picturing Krava's Willingham.
0: Don't know uh, who that is. That's unfortunate because now he's hot. Huh.
2: When she explains at reception that we heard a photograph Christian Gray, CEO, we are instantly upgraded to a suite. Just a regular-sized suite, however, as apparently Mr. Gray is already occupying the largest one in the building. An over-keen marketing executive shows, up, shows us up to the suite. He's terribly young and very nervous for some reason.
1: Uh, what do you mean, for some reason?
2: I suspect it's Kate's beauty and commanding manner that disarms him because he's putty in her hands. The rooms are elegant, understated, and opulently furnished. Is understated? Opulent and understated, yeah, understated don't opulent and understated is like it's like uh it's like swanky and minimal,
0: palatial and sterile. Yeah, <laughs> um Heel James can't describe things, can she?
1: Yeah, this again, I don't remember, did we talk about semantic nullness in the last podcast?
2: I don't think so. I don't think so. I explained
1: explained it to you too, but semantics is the field of linguistics that has to do with more concrete logical meaning. For example, computers are very, very good at semantics because they have to deal with, they have more to do with like real data, whether something can exist in a possible universe, and so on and so forth. Uh, Pragmatics is the study of how nuances develop in a word. Pragmatics is very important um, because what you can end up with is a sentence that is semantically coherent. Uh, say, for example... Uh, the... Uh, uh, Nosy milk will countermand my trousers. All those... Uh, the semantics of that sentence works fine. You have a subject, an object, a verb. Uh, things modify things appropriately, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. However, it is pragmatically null. Because it doesn't mean anything. Um, so what we have here is essentially a, a null statement, a statement that doesn't mean anything because it cancels itself out. A little bit like an oxymoron, but kind of more in depth than that. Um, so yeah. You, elegant and understated, those two words, fine. You could, you could go, those can go together. Once you add it opulently, then you've immediately canceled out elegant and understated.
2: You can be elegant and understated or you can be elegant and opulent i think but you can't be understated and opulent
0: no i think what this does however is allow anybody who's reading it to just paste in whatever they think elegance looks like because people's aesthetic for like how design should be in something that's upscale and rich will vary very wildly from person to person based on where you grew up and what you think wealth looks like right so all of these words are kind of like coming together to be like oh yeah no this is a really rich place so instead of describing it and giving it any particular set aesthetic i'm just gonna say a bunch of nonsense words and let your brain fill all of it in for it it's lazy writing and mm-hmm. yeah
2: yeah Ugh, okay it's nine we have half an hour to set up kate is not full flow jose i think we'll shoot against that wall do you agree she doesn't wait for his reply Travis, clear the chairs. Anna, could you ask housekeeping to bring up some refreshments and let Grey know where we are? Yes, mistress. She's so domineering. I roll my eyes, but do as I'm told. Half an hour later, Christian Grey walks into our suite. Holy crap. He's wearing a white shirt open at the collar and grey flannel pants that hang from his hips. His unruly hair is still damp from a shower. My mouth goes dry looking at him. He's so freaking hot.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh no!
2: Grey is followed into the suite by a man in his mid-thirties, all buzz cut and stubble Uh, Oh, there it is! In a sharp dark suit and tie, who stands silently in the corner. His hazel eyes watch us impassively. Miss Steele, we meet again. Grey extends his hand, and I shake it, blinking rapidly. Oh my, he really is quite... wow. As I touch his hand, I'm aware of that delicious current running right through me, lighting me up, making me blush. I'm sure my erratic breathing must be audible.
1: You're having a panic attack! And she's like, uh, when she keeps talking about how fast she's blinking, all I can picture is that footage of the prisoner of war in Vietnam who was blinking in Morse code while he was being interviewed. Have you seen that footage? It's fucking spooky. But I yeah, that's
2: like, that's like a thing that they, that they teach you how to do for like... Like, that's like, they, they teach, like, Special Forces guys and that, like, various different ways of, like, kind of communicating for if you ever end up in, like, a weird terrorist hostage video, and one of the things is, like, trying to blink in Morse code.
1: Yeah. Uh, she's trying to blink to, to Kate, please get out of this, get us out of this situation,
0: or something, but.
2: Mr. Gray, this is Catherine Kavanaugh. I mutter, waving a hand towards Kate, who comes forward, looking him squarely in the eye. The tenacious Miss Kavanagh. How do you do? He gives her a small smile, looking genuinely amused. I trust you're feeling better. Anastasia said you were unwell last week. I'm fine, thank you, Mr. Gray. She shakes his hand firmly without batting an eyelid. I remind myself that Kate has been to the best private schools in Washington. Her family has money, and she's grown up confident and sure of her place in the world. She doesn't take any crap. I'm in awe of her. So Kate is just, like, super entitled. Like, just incredibly so. That's canon, now.
1: That's canon, and she's also a racist because of the way she's treating Jose. Her parents, she probably is like, oh yeah, my parents aren't racist. They give our gardener a tip every Christmas, but they're paying him uh, under the table anyway. Yeah.